I really enjoyed the, uh, oh, that's loud. I really enjoyed the song service this morning. And uh, it's, it's exciting to, uh, you know, we visited a church on Sunday that has a little bit different style of service than what we do here. Uh, not necessarily wrong, just different. Um, not the kind of stuff that we're going to do. But uh, nonetheless, uh, whereas during the song service in the church on Sunday, I kept leaning over to Brett. I said, you know this song? He said, nope. Me neither. We sat there and while they played and sang, and then the next song came. I said, you know this song? He goes, nope. Me neither. Sat there and listened. Then a, a song that was relatively familiar, at least the words, and... Uh, so me and Brett were both like, yeah, we can sing this one. And then uh, and then they closed the service with a traditional hymn. And I said, you know this one? He goes, yep. I said, yeah, me too. And uh, uh, I just, I enjoy our song service, and I'm so thankful for what God's done and providing for us musicians and Miss Kathy and John and Jason and uh, people willing to lead uh, us in singing and um for me, it's refreshing. I don't know if you like it or not, and I honestly don't care, but uh, uh, it's refreshing nonetheless. Genesis 22 this morning. Genesis 22. We're still looking at uh, spiritual health, and uh, in doing so, today we're looking at a topic. In, if you went to school, which I assume everybody did, this still really loud. I like it to some degree. Down a little bit more. See if that helps. I don't know. I'll put it on the wrong one. I don't know what's going on. I leave for one week and everything, everybody has to listen to me more. Uh oh. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll sleep alone. All right. Um, can't go to sleep today. I'm going to be too loud for you. Start waving my hanky and yelling if I have to. Um, talking about spiritual health. If you remember in school uh, when you had PE class, the first thing they always told you, and they told you in science class, or I don't know, not science, I don't know what class that was, um, but they told you the most important thing you can do before you do anything physical is to what? Stretch. It's not true. Not when you're young. Uh, when you're old, yeah, you got to stretch, uh, or else it hurts really bad. It's going to hurt anyways, but it hurts worse if you don't stretch. But I remember as a kid being told, you know, touch your toes, uh, put your arms up, wave them around in circles. Uh, uh, sit down, reach out, all those kinds of things and how important stretching is. Uh, when I've, the few times that I've dealt with children, basketball and stuff like that, I never make them stretch because they don't need to. Uh, they will when they get older, but nonetheless, we just say, just go out there and run, you'll be fine. And, uh, but uh, today I'd like to talk about stretching, specifically stretching your faith. And we're going to look at a familiar passage. We've actually looked at this passage probably a couple of times before. Um, and probably covered some of the same topics as we did so, but I would like us to look here at Abraham and Isaac. Genesis 22, look in verse 1. The Bible says, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. It's an interesting story. I think verse 1 says uh, a lot, or verse 2, excuse me, says a lot when it says, Take thou, Abraham, thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. 
and sacrifice him. We're going to see here, as, in, as it tells us in Hebrews 11, and we'll look at later in the passage, that Abraham, by faith, did what God told him to do. And as a result, I believe we'll see that it stretched Abraham's faith, even though he had a lot more faith than I would have had, and it stretched Isaac's faith, and Lord willing, it stretches our faith just reading this story, and maybe it'll encourage us to be willing to have a little bit more faith moving forward in our lives. Lord, I pray for your help this morning. It's so great to be back home and uh, to be in the church in which you've called us to. God, I pray that uh, you would help us this morning. We're looking at a familiar story, uh, one that if we've been in church a long time, we've heard a lot. Uh, if we've only been in church a little, then we've heard a little. But God, I pray that today you'd give us something fresh. I pray that you'd help us, God, that we would... Um, we would have the faith that you want us to have. Teach us, Lord, today to trust you, uh, to have faith in you. And help us to understand it's okay to let our faith get stretched a little. So, Lord, help me as I present these verses that I would do it clearly and I would do it correctly. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. When it comes to living the life that God wants you to live, you're going to have to stretch. You're not going to be able to do it uh, by just running sprints uh, every so often, but you're going to have to stretch out before you exercise. We've looked at a few things already when it comes to the importance of spiritual health, and we'll look at one more message next week to close out the series, unless the Lord gives me another. I planned on this week being the last, and it was not this sermon, it was a different one, um, but uh, some things came up over the week in Florida that made me think on this passage and, and decided to go here with it today. But stretching is important. When you think of faith, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, according to the Bible. Faith, I like to refer to it as confidence in God, trusting that God knows what he's doing. Um, faith is, I can't see the end, or I can't see the why, but I'm going to do it anyways because God's told me to do it. Abraham here is interesting because... Here he is told by God to take his son, his only son whom he loved. It wasn't that he had a son who he was like, I could do without. Um, he loved his son. It was his only son. And God said, I'd like you to take him and sacrifice him, kill him. And I'd like you to do it where I tell you to do it. First point today I want you to see is that obedience will grow your faith. Or stretch your faith. Obedience will stretch your faith. It says there in verse 2, Take now thy son, and only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Verse 3 says, And Abraham rose up early in the morning, and he saddled his ass, and took two of his young men with him, and Isaac his son, and he clave the wood for the burnt offering, and rose up, and went unto the place of which God had told him. He obeyed. Sorry to those listening to the podcast version. Um, he obeyed. And when you grow your faith, or in order to grow your faith, to stretch your faith, you're going to have to obey. And we see here in verse number three, God said, go and do this, and, and he rose up early and he did it. He didn't wait till the afternoon hoping God would change his mind. We don't see anywhere in Scripture where Abraham questions God. 
If God told me to take one of my children or both of my children and sacrifice them, you know what my first question would be is, what? Seriously? Why? <laughs> yeah, that would be my thought. I don't know about you. That would be my thought. Uh, my first words might be no. Um, I've told God no before. It usually hasn't turned out well. But um, here you see Abraham being told, take your son and sacrifice. And you think in, in the Bible times, in the Old Testament times, in Abraham's times, sacrificing was normal, right? Not sacrificing your children. But sacrificing was normal. That's how they worshipped. And so we see here that Abraham, as he was going, uh, I'm really sorry, this is it's too much for me. We're going to change my... All right, can you hear me okay? Yeah. I don't know why that was so frustrating to me, but it was. All right, there we go. So, <laughs> Abraham obeyed, and he rose up early, and he went. He didn't question God. He didn't, he didn't uh, um, I'm sure he wondered, I would assume. He was wondering a little bit, and the Hebrews tells us exactly what his mindset was, and we'll get to that in a moment again. But he obeyed God. And then in verse 9 and 10, if you look there, it says, And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. He was obedient. I've preached this, this passage before, and I've heard others preach it, and talking about coming to this moment, <laughs> excuse me, in verse 10, where Abraham stretched forth his knife. And we usually, as preachers, will kind of talk about the hesitancy of Abraham. You know, he did this, squinted his eyes, raised up the knife, waiting for something to happen. Everything we read in this passage, there's no hesitancy in Abraham. It's just obedience. How many times does God tell you to do something, and you do it, but you do it with hesitance? Now take that moment that you can think of, because that's what we do. Take that moment that you can think of that God said, do this, and you hesitantly did it. How does that compare to killing your child? The thing that God asked you to do. God asked you to hand a gospel tract to someone at the gas station. How much time do you spend there with your hands in your pockets or pacing back and forth thinking, how in the world am I going to hand this little piece of paper to the person across the pump from me? In your heart, you know, I'm supposed to do this. God wants me to do this. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, what am I going to say? How am I going to do this? Am I going to make eye contact? Um, are they going to be mean? You're going through all these things in your head and then finally you look across the pump and you make eye contact with the person and you, whatever you say, I just usually say, hey, do you mind if I invite you to our church sometime? And I hand it over. And they say thank you and they'll take it. Yeah, we'll sit there and we'll piddle paddle for a long time trying to figure out how in the world. I know God told me to do it. I don't know how I'm going to do this. How does that compare to sacrificing your child? Why are we hesitant to do things that God tells us to do? It's lack of faith in every instance. Sure, pride might get into the way, in the way sometimes and 
other things might, might factor in, but ultimately it's a lack of faith. Remember when uh, Jesus talked to the disciples, they came down in the boat and woke him up, there was a storm, the ship was going to sink, so they thought, and they woke up Jesus and they said, uh, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus comes up to the top of the boat and he says, Peace be still, and the waters cease. And in that conversation with the disciples, God says, Christ says, uh, something to the effect of, why do you lack faith? Now, I get it, right? I'm like the disciples. Uh, Jesus, I know you're resting, but we're going to die. I get that. That's a life-changing situation. Passing out a track is not. And yet, so often, when God lays it on our heart to pass out a gospel track, to give someone the gospel, we hesitate. God tells us to give. You know, we're coming up on Missions Month, and we're going to talk a lot about this in July, but God says, I want you to give this amount to missions. And we know God's always taken care of us in the past. God's always provided for us in the past, yet still we're hesitant. And God says, I want you to do this. I want you to serve in this way. I want you to whatever, and we hesitate. Yet, according to Scripture, everything that we can see Abraham never hesitated, he just obeyed. As you obey what God tells you to do, it will grow your faith. Your faith will not grow if you don't obey. It won't happen. Because you've not seen what God is capable of. You're not seeing what God can do. So if you don't obey, your faith was going to stay right where it's at. If anything, it's going to get smaller. But obedience will stretch your faith. Number two... Faith shown will grow others' faith. You showing your faith, your obedience, your faith, it will encourage others around you, and their faith will grow as well. Look in verse number 4. It says, Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes, and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young, his young men, those that were with him, Abide ye here with this ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. So he tells the men that were traveling with them, you guys stay here. Me and Isaac, we're going to go up and worship, and me and Isaac will return to you. Did the men know what Abraham was told to do? No. At this point, did Isaac know what Abraham was told to do? No. But Abraham had faith that him and Isaac were going to go, and him and Isaac were going to return even though God had told him, I want you to go kill your son. Then in verse number 7, it says, And Isaac spoke unto Abraham his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Isaac said, We've got everything we need for a sacrifice except for the sacrifice. Abraham in verse 8 says, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Abraham's response to Isaac of where is the, the lamb that we are going to sacrifice is, Isaac, God, is going to take care of it. He's going to provide a sacrifice. And in a moment, we're going to see as Isaac is getting ready to be sacrificed. We don't read anywhere in Scripture where Isaac said, Dad, are you losing it? We don't see anywhere where Isaac is 
wrestling with his dad, trying to get away. We don't see anywhere where Isaac is saying, I don't want to do this. And one of the reasons why I believe that is, and this is just purely opinion, reading between the lines, one of the reasons why I believe that is, is because Abraham's faith was so strong. And Abraham's faith grew Isaac's faith. As Isaac watched his dad say, don't worry about it, son, God's going to take care of it. Because listen, if I'm Isaac, and I don't know how old Isaac is, he's young, but he's not like three years old where he can't speak up. He's not so young that he can't run away. I mean, I've been there before. I've let my dad chase me around the bed before, before I was getting in trouble. You know, well, I was already in trouble before I was receiving the punishment. Uh, I ran around the room screaming, no, I don't want to. Uh, you know, I, you, I'm sure you've been there or you've seen it done as well. I've been the one that's had a lot of excuses for why we probably shouldn't do this. Hey, Dad, I don't think this is necessary. <laughs> I think I've already learned my lesson, Dad. <laughs> Isaac was about to be killed. And what I see here is faith, the faith of Isaac. And I think the result of the faith of his father. If you will show your faith, you will encourage others in their faith as well. I believe faith shown will grow others' faith also. It will help stretch other people's faith. You know, it's, it's not all about us. Um, ultimately, it's about God. But it's not all about us. Sure, we need to take care of our spiritual health. Yes, we need to have that spiritual food pyramid. Yes, we need to have spiritual exercises. Yes, we need to do these things to, to uh, build up our strength. But it's also about encouraging other people and their walk with God. As a parent, my faith will grow my children's faith. As a friend, my faith will grow my friend's faith. As a spouse, my faith will grow my spouse's faith. You know, there's a... There's a passage in the in bible um, that talks about a, a wife whose husband is lost not saved and it says and i'm paraphrasing but your faithfulness your obedience to god your your consistent faith will help your husband see christ our faith will impact other people our faithfulness will impact other people. Faith shown will grow other people's faith. Thirdly and lastly today, because James preached really long last week, so i got to go short today. Um, <laughs> faith, faith practiced will grow your faith. It's kind of the same thing as obedience will grow your faith, but I'm going to throw in a third point. Faith practiced will grow your faith. Sometimes our faith isn't even fully obedient faith. It is that hesitant that, uh, okay, God. But the more that we have faith that God will do what he says he will do, the, the more our faith will grow. I want to look at two other passages. First, Hebrews 11. You can turn there if you want to. Hebrews 11. Verse 
verses 17 through 19. It says, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he that had uh, received the promises offered up his only begotten son. That's an important phrase. He that received the promises, we're going to look at that promise in a moment, but Abraham received a promise from God, and he offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called. God told Isaac, or told Abraham, through your son Isaac, this promise will be fulfilled. Now God has said, sacrifice Isaac. But by faith, Abraham, verse 19, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead, from whence also he received him, in a figure. You see, Abraham didn't go to the mountain thinking God is going to put a ram in a thicket and we'll be able to replace him with Isaac. Abraham went up on the mountain believing he was going to kill his son and Jesus was going to raise him from the dead. <laughs> you see, there's a difference between following through with faith hesitantly Saying, okay, God, when are you going to take Isaac off the, off the block? When, are, when am I allowed to untie him? When am I allowed to take him down off the sacrifice? And saying, all right, Isaac, I'm going to kill you. And uh, God's going to raise you from the dead. Abraham didn't go up on that mountain hesitantly. I mean, I'm sure he had, was thinking in his head, or maybe even praying in his head, God, it would be okay if you did something other than this. But it says when Abraham was tried, when his faith was tried, when his faith was being stretched, he offered up his son Isaac, the one whom God said, your seed is going to be blessed through Isaac. Well, how is that going to happen if Isaac's dead? Abraham said, God told me he was going to give me Isaac, and through Isaac he was going to bless my family with multiple generations. He can't do that if Isaac's dead, so it's somehow God is going to bring Isaac back to life. So I'm going to go up. I'm going to go up this mountain. I'm going to sacrifice my son Isaac. And then I'm going to watch God do something special. I would assume, and Abraham had seen God work and guide and direct. Isaac alone was a miracle of God. And so by faith, Abraham just kept on doing what God told him to do. And as he did, every time he did something God told him to do, it made the next thing that much easier because his faith was growing. Look back in Genesis 17. Genesis 17, verse number 1. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, got that, 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name be any more called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And so he says here, and the promise that he's giving to Abraham is, I am going to give you a son 
and I am going to multiply your seed. Look down in verse 15. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her, and shall, uh, she shall be a mother of nations, king of people, shall be of her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah, that is ninety years old, bear? And Abraham said unto God, O oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. If you remember the story, Sarah told her husband, I'm too old to have children. We're not having children. So take my concubine and marry her and have a child with her by the way that was sinful abraham did it the son is ishmael so he says oh that ishmael might live before thee and god said sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed and thou shalt call his name isaac and i will establish my covenant with him isaac for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him God said, Ishmael is not the son I promised you because that was not your wife. Sarah is the wife that you have. Sarah is the rightful mother of your children. And at 100 years old and 90 year old, you and Sarah are going to have a child. Sarah and Abraham both thought that was rather hysterical. But you know what God did? God gave Abraham and Sarah a child. They called his name Isaac. You think that would grow your faith a little bit? It'd make me rather angry <laughs> if I was 100 years old and had a child. But uh, what a blessing. God's promise being fulfilled. So now when we get to Genesis 22 and, and Abraham is here, And Abraham comes to this point where God says, I want you to sacrifice your son, your only son, the one that you love, Isaac. I want you to sacrifice him and, and in doing so, obey me. And you know what Abraham did? He marched with his son up a mountain. And by faith was going to kill Isaac. I have here a baggie with some white powder. No, I'm just kidding. It's with sand. We were at the beach a fair amount this week, and um, even when we weren't at the beach, there was sand in our shoes and everywhere else. But uh, I have here some sand. If you look in verse, um, oh, what verse is that? Verse 17, Genesis 22, verse 17. That in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed my voice. God says, I'm going to make your seed, your family, as the stars in the sky and as the sea on the shore. Have you ever seen a shore before? There's a lot of sand on the shore, right? How big is sand? Uh, it's pretty small. I'm trying to get just one 
here, but it's a little difficult. So I've got on my finger right now, and you can't see it, but uh, probably about, I don't know, 3,000 pieces of sand. At the moment of this um, command of God, Abraham had one speck of sand. And God said, I want you to kill it. One little speck on what would one day be a seashore. But God, how can there be a seashore if there's not even one speck of sand? That's what I would say, but Abraham didn't say that. He said, here's the speck that you gave me. And if you tell me to do this, then by faith I'm going to do it. It's amazing to think of the faith that Abraham had. Even believing that God would raise him from the dead. Could you do that? I know we're not in the habit of making sacrifices. I'm thankful for that. Because Jesus Christ was the sacrifice, the last one that we needed. But think, if we were in the habit of making sacrifices, would you be willing? Would you have faith to take your son, your only son, and sacrifice him? I don't know that I would. That's just being brutally honest. Yet Abraham, by faith, and Hebrews telling us he believed God would raise him up, walked up that mountain. By faith, he told his, his, the other men that were with them, me and Isaac are coming back. By faith, he told Isaac, God himself will provide a sacrifice. By faith, Abraham tied Isaac and was on his way to killing him. When God showed up and he said, Abraham, I see your faith. And he provided a lamb for the sacrifice. You know, in this passage, in verse number two, is the first time the Bible uses the word love. It says in verse number two, take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. First time in scripture, you'll find the word love. You know what, in verse number 5, it's the first time you'll find the word worship in the scriptures. Abraham said, we're going to go up, me and Isaac, we're going to go yonder, see, Bible word, yonder, and we're going to worship. What kind of worshiping experience do you think Abraham and Isaac had when God provided a lamb? We use the word worship so loosely today. We're going to have a worship service. What does that mean? Typically, we're going to sing. I'm not saying singing can't be a part of worship, but sometimes we fail to realize what worship is. We'll do a whole sermon on it here one of these days. But here they go, up a mountain, by faith. And I believe Isaac's faith was much stronger after this experience. I believe Abraham's faith was much stronger after this experience. Would Abraham's faith had grown if Abraham would have said to God, I'm not doing that? No. 
Do you think Isaac's faith would have been stronger if his dad would have said, Isaac, God told me to kill you and sacrifice you, but we're going to go ahead and take this extra lamb with us and hope that God changes his mind. When we practice faith, we get to see God do things and work in ways we wouldn't get to see otherwise. I say this as humbly as I possibly can. When God said, Vince, I want you to go start a church, my first response was, and I said it very politely, I can remember where I was, I can remember this conversation with God as clear as it was this morning. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> I was sitting in my office in Indiana, and I just said, no, thank you. Everything's going just fine here. God continued to work on my heart and say, Vince, I want you to go. I want you to leave. Listen, it was not doing what Abraham did. I'm not comparing it to that. But I can tell you, as people have told us over the years, boy, your faith is so encouraging. Boy, you guys had a lot of faith. I always tell people we needed a lot more than what we had. But I can promise you, every time by faith we did something that God told us to do, our faith got stronger. There were many a days my faith failed. Many a days where I said, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know why we've got to go through this. I don't know why we're experiencing this. And God, quite honestly, I don't want to. And either through God's patience with me or my wife's encouragement, we pressed forward. And when we had the faith, God provided. And then our faith got stronger. I, I, I hesitate to say this, but I'm not sure that when it comes to the things of the church, anything can be thrown at us where we won't say, it's all right. God will take care of it. And confidently say that. Why? Because as we've had faith, it's gotten stronger because we've watched God do things. Things that even we couldn't imagine. Things that weren't on our plans. Things that weren't in our uh, uh, um, design. We watched God do it. So I can tell you from experience, not saying that I'm super spiritual, but I can tell you from experience that as you practice faith, your faith will grow. Abraham had a speck of sand when he was told he was going to have a seashore. And he was still willing to get rid of that speck of sand by faith. Lord, help us. Help us to stretch. God, help us to be willing to allow you to uh, try us through fire. God, we'd be willing to say, God, I don't understand. I don't know why. I don't know how. But God, you said to do and so by faith I am going to obey and God through that will you stretch our faith will you grow our faith and Lord will you use us to encourage and help other people's faith to grow as well Lord I pray this in Jesus name with our heads bowed and our eyes closed would you stand John's going to play and uh, as God's spoken to you about your faith would you uh, just talk to God
and let him do with you what he desires. The invitation is now open.